0: Back then they napped on me. Now they all just act me. Now I'm hot they all on me. Put a lot of snap chats on I ain't got no Snapchat home. I think it's too personal. That's what I got Twitter for. Instagram I'm back on. Back then they napped on me. Now they all just act me. Now I'm hot they all on me. Put a lot of snap chats on I ain't got no snap chat home, I think it's too personal. That's what I got Twitter for. Instagram I'm back on. Like Flex on you haters. I yeah. this is my world so it's all in my favor what's up everyone my name is Kunal Johnny. on today's episode we have Stalin Patel and a very special guest Connor Green pitcher for the Kansas City Royals
1: thanks guys appreciate you having me glad that I could make it so first off like if we were to know you in high school like who was Connor Green in high school what would you be talking about in the dugout um
2: if you were to know me back in high school you would have known me as the people's person i was about the boys and i was for all my (laughs) friends and for my teammates uh back then i didn't have a career in baseball yet but i did think of it as as a job just because my dad had taught me uh instilled that in me at a young age but you would have thought me as the fun loving class clown that tried to make you Uh laugh and that whatever and uh just keep keep you loose and keep you having a good time on the field because high school baseball is not always the best your program's Mm -hmm. not always good and your coaches aren't always good so you need a leader out there that's like not when the coach sits here and looks at you guys says none of you guys are gonna make it you know you need someone out there that's gonna be like look bro like if you
1: believe in yourself you can make it don't listen to that asshole
0: for sure yeah 100%
1: were you clowning the other team like what was the worst thing you said to the other team
2: um well you know i was also friends with some other people at other schools which was fuel for more shit talking right (laughs) so um yeah i was clowning the other team and stuff uh it would always stay stay classy it would never be anything like over crossing the line but yeah we were we were definitely talking trash you know a lot of bragging rights right here
0: Mm -hmm, yeah for sure so varsity from freshman year
2: or like what how'd that work with you so i uh just like most people, I did not make varsity till mm-hmm. my junior year. Like it was pretty political. I think like coaches have friends and stuff, but uh, I had a lot of talent, but I, I don't think I was the best at the position that I wanted to be. And uh, so I had to wait it out until I, there was a spot opening. So I didn't make it till junior year, it, even though I might may have or may have not been not been good enough. But mm-hmm. yeah,
0: but you never stopped grinding.
2: Yep, never stopped. I didn't really think much of it. Um everything's perspective, you know. If you, you can be in a in a patch of dirt, and that same patch of dirt could be something amazing for someone and that's the other true. person thinks of it as shit. So that's yeah. true.
1: Exactly.
0: So besides baseball, what other hobbies did you have in high school? Or like what like other options did you have? Like, for example?
1: Um,
2: I was a big time into surfing when we were, when I was growing up. Cause all my mm. friends, uh, got me into it. my older brother did. Uh, we were a bit into rock climbing, uh, hiking and stuff. Luckily I grew up in Santa Monica, California. So I'm very blessed to be around there. I, um, I only have an, I only had an apartment or something, but all my friends have nice homes and stuff. Most of <laughs> them I would say. Um, but we're blessed enough to have the mountains meet the sea. So it was constant adventure, whether it was like mountain biking uh or snowboarding and surfing in the same day you know Mm -hmm. shit like that so like we uh we got to do just adventure i always loved extreme sports didn't go good with baseball but i always loved them
0: (laughs) so you were like the stereotypical cali kid surfing model and now (laughs) i would think so
2: (laughs) i would think so i think we're i was me and
1: my friend group were all very stereotypical
2: tanned (laughs) surfers that yeah
1: but yeah. to talk a little bit more about your modeling how did you get involved with that side um i my mom my mother had me in modeling when i was real young uh just
2: because I, i'm not sure i think she you know she needs some money or something but uh <laughs> <laughs> i got into it later because of i don't know people just once again like just being where you are like your product mm-hmm. of your environment so like we're being in santa monica just like hollywood's right around the corner and i think just it's always an option that a lot of kids like kind of know and some kids parents are casting uh, directors and photographers and stuff. So you just kind of get into it by word of mouth and you just hear about it. And like people have gigs going, um, or they're creating companies. So like right now I'm creating my retro tourist, Mm -hmm. right. And this is one of my designs and I didn't mean to shout it out so early here, but, uh, (laughs) but my point is, so I'm, I'm having to like do all the modeling right now, but Mm -hmm. as it builds, I'll start casting and paying other guys to model for it. So like, I would probably pay some high school kid that is like 18 years old. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. was like a fresh face for it.
0: So should we, in a couple of years, you know, with your baseball career, should we expect you in a couple of movies or something?
2: I'd hope <laughs> so. That'd be really awesome, huh? <laughs> um, you know, you do know Charlie Sheen too. I do. And that was at one point we were talking about a major league five. Uh, but um, yeah, we'll see. Mm -hmm. i'm not opposed to anything and i think that life is something like amazing and beautiful and it's such a Mm -hmm. journey where you can't limit yourself to anything you can't put a ceiling on what it is you're doing whatever it is you're doing so Mm -hmm.
1: no tell us about how you met charlie sheen what was the uh story involved there um i
2: was a kid in high school uh i tony todd his name's tony todd he's like my coach in high school he um He's a Santa Monica legend, good guy, local dude, like gives back to the community and stuff. Uh, he was really good friends with Charlie in high school. So when Charlie became famous and stuff, to him, it's, you know, it's just still his like old friend from high school. So right. they, and Tony has never had a sip of alcohol. He's been sober his whole life. So Tony's a great influence to have in your life, no yeah. matter who you are. Um, so I think that attests to why he's stuck around a lot of our lives so long. So Tony said, uh, hey, you get drafted, you get to meet Charlie. So sure enough, I get drafted seventh round, Toronto Blue Jays. I come around next about the next day, it seemed like, I was up at Charlie's house playing catch with him, and we were chatting it that's up, cool. and he really likes baseball. So uh, we've just been hitting it off, and, uh, yeah, we just play catch every once in a while. So mm-hmm. we actually live pretty close to each other now. Oh, that's, so, that's pretty yeah. amazing. That's amazing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. He's, <laughs> so, a, was- he's a legend. He's a good dude. So yeah. it's, it's
0: awesome. Let's get more into like baseball, like your career from high school to, to getting drafted. So you went straight from California to Toronto. You know, I've been, I've been to both. I've been to LA, I've been to Toronto, <laughs> but they're both nice cities, but the LA vibes so different.
2: Cool. LA vibes such, are different though. <laughs> such Denver vibes. So right when you sign, you go to Florida off the bat because you got to go to the complex. Like, they uh have us all train Toronto's Mm -hmm. cold most of the time right yeah Yeah. so uh, right when you use your sign you go to Clearwater Florida and that's just amazing man like right when I pull up you're with the veterans Jose Reyes at the time uh Marcus Stroman was coming up and like becoming a huge name for himself um Jose Bautista was the big name on the team Mm -hmm. um but well, right, right in them, you're right in the mix. Boom, you get drafted, and all of a sudden you go from this like, high school kid that's just really just playing the game to just seeing these guys that are making millions of dollars in a matter of months to do uh, baseball, you know, to play baseball at a high level. So it was a, an immediate awakening, mm-hmm. um, and it was amazing. It was the best experience I could describe. Uh, full momentum shift. But uh, Toronto and LA are like two of my favorite cities, I would say. LA, I have like a love-hate relationship with LA because I don't necessarily right. like the, all the hustle and bustle, but I do love the mountains being the sea. Uh, Toronto, I have uh, a love-hate relationship because I don't like all the hustle and bustle, but it's <laughs> such a beautiful thing. And it's such a beautiful city with so, much, uh, so many good restaurants and such good nightlife and stuff. And games end mm, yeah. late, so we need good restaurants.
0: That's true, that's true. Yes. So
2: your, heist,
0: your, your draft day was the same day as your graduation day. Tell us a little bit uh, more
2: about that. Interesting. That's cool you saw that. I, uh, no one asked about that.
1: I got drafted. We, we the do our research. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I got to wear my uh, Blue Jays hat because we were the same color. So oh, okay, I didn't wear the okay. cap and gown, oh, but okay. I just oh, rocked no. the Blue Jays hat with the gown. So that was, awesome. that was a cool experience for sure. Um. We were actually in a lockdown shooting, school shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there was a shooting yeah. near the school, so we were all like locked in. So it was like a downer day, but that was, getting drafted was definitely yeah. a, like a bittersweet. Yeah,
1: exactly. So how was it moving from Toronto to then St. Louis and eventually now Kansas City?
2: Each time you shift a organization, you got to think. So each organization, the Toronto Blue Jays are its own billion dollar organization. The Kansas City Royals are its own multi multi million billion dollar organization you know so they have their own culture and their own vibe when you show up so when Mm -hmm. you when you shift teams uh you can relate it to relationships you can relate it to a lot of things my heart was a little broken on the first time i got traded Mm -hmm. or moved because you know it was like the first girlfriend you've ever had and you're just like and you're just sad as heck and you've never been through it but it, it is a part of life and we all go through it you know like right we all go through heartbreaks and so my, I related to that because it's something people can relate to, but you show up and all you can do is, uh, is merge yourself into this culture. Say, look, you know, like I'm here and I'm, I'm, I am a leader and I want to be a leader for y'all. Uh, so what is your wave? Like, what's your vibe? How, how can mm-hmm. I, uh, add to this vibe? How can I personally add to add value, bring value mm-hmm. to this organization for you? Cause at the end of the day we are doing it to win the world series right so yeah
1: right
0: and like one thing they tell you like as fans we see it's a business but like you as a player like went through that so like it's it's very different on like both ends we're like okay we just got a new
2: player we got draft picks we're excited for you right changing changing homes full scene full scene change Mm -hmm. first day of school again you know you're walking in nervous and you're meeting all your your new friends you know your new teammates you're at like these guys you're going to go to battle with. So it's a total business and you got to get that through your head. The sooner you understand it, the less you're going to be sad when you get traded because it's, it's, you're playing for 30, 31, 32 teams. You're playing for them all, whatever.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Right. So I don't even know how many damn teams are 32.
0: Right. (laughs) What's been like, like the best advice, like someone gave you like coming in and like, even till now, like, like in your, in your career in league,
2: so I've had the blessing of just working with some of the freaking best names in baseball mm-hmm. ever, uh, like just Pat Hankin, Reggie Saunders, uh, Tim Raines, Rock Rains, like uh, just names. I can just drop yeah. lists on lists of like <laughs> legends that I've worked with um, from St. Louis, Toronto, everywhere. The best advice I think is – I've gotten tons of good advice. I would say the best advice for me is for for a kid coming in is when you get drafted and you get signed, whether the person signed for $4 million, you sign for $0 because that like that is mm-hmm. the, that's how it works. You guys end up going to the same place. That's so don't – if you're a $3 million guy or you're a zero guy, you need to go in with the same attitude, a humble attitude. We are equal. We are at the same spot just because I got more money than you. Uh, and you keep a level head and um, genuinely believe that you are the person to make it. Cause they're going to look in a room. You'll sit down in a room with a hundred other guys and you look around the numbers say like five or some shit out of a hundred are supposed to make it.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: you, you just need to internally believe not like a cocky, like don't rub it in people's faces. Yeah. But just
0: have the confidence. Believe
2: exactly. that you are mm-hmm. the one that is going to make it to the major leagues. That you are going to have a successful career. Um, You speak it into existence. That's true. (laughs) That's true. I forget. uh, I saw it on Will Smith's uh, Instagram recently. It was this illustration thing, and he was saying, and it was Confucius says, "The man that says he can do something, and the man that says he can't do something, and this is like so off. uh, It's not exact. The man Mm -hmm. that says he can do something, and the man who says they can do something, are often right."
0: Confucius said. he who says he can and he who says
1: he can't are both usually right.
2: That's true. That's if, you, if you believe yeah. in yourself, anything's possible.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
2: So if you say you can't, you're done. You're already right. You mm-hmm. can't. But if you say you can a lot of people are going to hate on it. But you keep on dreaming, man. And you put together some day after day after day of quality.
1: And before you know it, look back. You look up and you're, you're there. You know. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. would you say the sport of baseball is like – a lot of mental involved.
2: I would say once you've gotten the fundamentals down and once you are at a certain level I think 99 to 100% of the game like if you are a talented player 100% yeah. of the game is mental. Right. 100% because if mm-hmm. you're talented and you got it like once you've got the fundamentals down now it's nothing left but your own mind. So
0: Yeah, no I'm I, I I'm like a high believer of like if you have talent you're bound to get found regardless of like where you, what you are put out. yeah where you are what situation you're, you're gonna get found if you have the talent and the right mindset exactly.
2: and the right mindset mm-hmm. yeah it's it's grit they call it grit and it's mm-hmm. uh it's um failure on failure on failure on failure on failure but it, it's uh it's like something amazing like mm-hmm. failure is something beautiful i yeah. can't describe it
0: you, you live and you learn
2: yeah <laughs> seriously
0: your brother was also drafted, right? So was he? Uh, did he like give you any advice, like getting in into the league and all that?
2: My brother got drafted in the thirteenth round to the Twins, and he became a UFC fighter, uh, mm-hmm. a kickboxer, professional kickboxer. He didn't give me advice in the sense of literally baseball. He just gave me life advice and mindset advice, and just being a man, uh, mm-hmm. and um, how to work hard. You know, you want something, you got You got to put in these steps but it's yeah. all possible he just uh, always gave me him hey, and my dad both we always just had a good mindset where if you believe it and you want to do it go ahead and go ahead do it mm-hmm. so yeah he was a good role model for sure
1: with yeah all and he's team- a fighter you know so like <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah you gotta listen in we get beat up <laughs> yeah exactly
1: <laughs> with all the teams you've been to who's like your guy on the each team you've been on Like, your guys in the locker room?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, On the Blue Jays, so, like, you have your homies that are, like, the freshmen. Like, you came in, like, your first day of school, homies. Like, first Mm -hmm. person you met type stuff. And I got some boys, like, Danny Jansen, who's your catcher right now. Mm -hmm. He is a good friend of mine. Like, Ryan Barucki, Thomas Pannone. The whole Blue Jays are mine. Anthony Alford. um, Like, the entire Blue Jays. Jordan Romano. Nice. uh, Roman Fields, <laughs> like JD Davis. So the entire Blue Jays team that I played with, Kevin Biggio, Boba Shep, they're all my homies. Mm-hmm. But those are the day ones because you come in and you earn respect mm-hmm. with everyone because you're playing the whole season together. Exactly. Then uh with the St. Louis, I'd say my real close homies are Jack Flaherty, Harrison Bader, uh Jordan Hicks, and there's definitely more guys than I, I, I don't want to like forget anyone, but mm-hmm. those are probably like some of my closer uh buddies um but i also have tons that i yeah yeah just, just so many relationships you can't name
1: everyone yeah and
2: then on the kansas city uh let me think i've had less time with kansas city mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um brad keller's the man we're boys um yeah I oh, don't know. I had five years with the Blue Jays, so you know I had dropped yeah, a lot. No, yeah, and that was
0: your first
1: yeah. team. That was your first yeah. team.
2: So that's where that's where I started. That's where it
1: all started. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Jack Flaherty's the biggest on the Cardinals, mm-hmm. I'd say, homies. Harrison Bader, and then on, uh, on the Blue Jays, currently Anthony Alford's probably like my closest homie. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, like you know, we've all been in quarantine for like the last what three four months. How how have you been staying in shape?
2: So I have, uh, I have a physical therapist mm-hmm. slash my strength coach. So luckily physical therapy is a like necessity. So he was able to stay open okay. and that's his name, Zach. And I work at, out at live athletics in, uh, West Hills, like near Gore Hills, California. Um, yeah. So I've been staying with that every day and I've just been playing catch against other pros. Mm-hmm. They're lucky. Like there's a lot of good baseball players out here. So I've just mm-hmm. been, uh, Doing what I can. Uh, It's not easy for anybody during this time. Yeah. Especially, like, with food resources and some of these things. But um, I've just been trying to keep it as normal as I can, staying away from people.
1: How do you feel about this 60-game season, the short and condensed season?
2: I mean, I'm glad that we're playing, but I think it's it's just going to be difficult, you know, Mm -hmm. keeping guys not sick, and it's just going to be hard. But I think the MLB and teams are – doing the best that they can, and I think it's it's a great – they're doing a great job.
0: Yeah, no, it's definitely – like, it, with everything going on, it's hard just to, like, have, like, a 100% clear, like, outlook. But, like, like it's good that MLB's back, and they're working towards, like, the, the right – they're working in the right direction.
1: Yeah. yeah it's a little hard without the bubble, though, because, like, the NBA has a bubble, where I think it's a little bit hard with uh, larger team yeah. sports.
2: Yep, yeah. You got uh, not only that many games in a season, that mm-hmm. many players – but if you had 15 games, then a bubble would be awesome because you yeah. hold them there for some weeks. But exactly uh, can't do that with baseball. So
0: so what were, yeah. what, was your, what were your thoughts about the Astros? Because, you know, if I was in the league and I
2: saw that happen, I, I'd be pretty pissed. All right. So, like, my first thoughts, because I am just such a, like, loose – I'm not very political. I'm not very mm-hmm. anything. And I never land, on, like, on the extreme side of anything because I'm always trying to put myself in the other person's shoes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, and I'm always just trying to just not be that extreme. I just want to feel everyone's side of it and just be like a good person and understand everyone. So with that being said, the Astros, again, so like uh, trying to put myself in their shoes, but there was no, with that one, there was no, uh, Mm -hmm. like, I don't give them any excuse. So I am, I am, I don't feel happy for them. I love what uh, Joe Kelly's doing. I love what guys are in the leader doing because as a pitcher and as a, a man and a competitor and that's a like honestly it's a fucking billion dollars you like they made like you made a billion dollars from playoffs or some Mm -hmm. shit so for you to cheat out another team out of that much money or players out of that much opportunity or my buddy mike bolzinger like i'm sure you read in some of the reports like i played with mike he's a baller Mm -hmm. pitcher and he's coming back you know trying to make it back in the league and like get back in the major leagues and you have the astros like cheating off him so like he's a guy that's needs the break and you have team people cheating it's Mm -hmm. like i can understand how a lot of guys are real upset yeah
0: and like as a as a competitor or as a player in the league like your end goal is to win a championship right And for them to deliberately
2: just like Mm -hmm. swoop that away right um yeah i mean we all we all cheat a little bit yeah in the sense of like like we all cheat like in the sense of like people use sticky stuff on their hands Mm -hmm. or like people uh like when there's a runner on second base, like they'll throw their hands out and try and try and steal signs. Yeah. But that's the game within the game. Mm-hmm. But they were like using technology to cheat. <laughs> yeah. That's just when we're all like, like fuck you. Yeah. You, you can't know? do. You
0: can't be doing that. Like, that's just another yeah. level that
2: they just cross the line. And it makes it even better that they're all doing terrible now. It's like, mm-hmm. well, look how much you were relying <laughs> on that. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But what sucks is I respected, I liked Bregman, I liked Springer, and I liked a lot of these guys. I respected them a ton. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not saying I don't re- respect them now, uh, but you know, I, I wasn't there and I wasn't in the league at the time and I wasn't on the Yankees. Mm-hmm. So I don't have as strong as a feeling. But no, nah, that, that's just not class. Mm-hmm. It, it blows my mind that none of them are serving suspensions, though. Yeah, exactly. That's what and, I'm then, and then Joe yeah.
0: Kelly throws a pitch at him and taunts yeah. at him. suspended yeah
2: so that that's crazy that that's a but again nothing like that's ever happened before they don't know how to punish a whole team that's Mm -hmm. currently in the league like pete rose wasn't even like playing anymore they i feel like so they were able to get his ass out of there but yeah yeah whatever i don't know (laughs) shit's crazy
0: (laughs) so you know every baseball player has a superstition you know wear the same t-shirts like like stuff like that like what's yours or if you if you ever had one
1: um
2: i went through it just because i thought i should like everyone else you know you got to be like everyone else on stuff but no i i don't have any superstitions mm-hmm. i feel like they just hinder you because let's say i don't have those underwear that i want to wear that day <laughs> or something like i forgot them or I, i'm too forgetful to have be superstitious so <laughs> no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's all
0: mental man it's all mental you think you're wearing the same shirt you're winning you're gonna keep wearing it but it, like if you don't think about it it's
2: gonna it's not gonna matter yeah, it's completely mental. And for me, like I said, I'm too forgetful. Like if I had special <laughs> cleats that I needed for the, to win the game, I would forget them over and over again. I'd be like, oh, <laughs> I didn't even bring the shit that I needed to bring. So, yeah, it's all mental.
1: So now as part of the Kansas City Royals, reports came out that Patrick Mahomes is a part owner. How does it feel to have an NFL player to be a part owner of your team? That kid's a beast. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. like
2: the, the, if you hear him speak to his team, like watch some of these highlight videos of how he leads his team, like that's how we when you are a pro organization you want a leader like that on your squad in your locker room i aim to be like that you know with my own team mm-hmm. um so no nah, that shit is sick he he just well deserved of all that money and then you know, i'm glad that he's putting like some of it immediately right into ownership like and yeah, no, why, why I think that's going to be a good investment is because I think this is a team that is in a rebuild phase. So in about four years, because it takes a long time to move that much money anyway. You know, it's not like he just gave them hundred millions like mm-hmm. right off, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah. I think by the time all that starts getting worked out anyway, the Royals will be in line to win another World Series. So he'll be on like a hype thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right, and, exactly. and I'm, I'm
0: sure in the next I'm sure the Chiefs years,
1: too. <laughs> yeah,
0: we'll have an opportunity to win. So he's going to, you know, he's going to have two championships with the T Chiefs and then another one with the Royals. Royals. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and imagine what his trophy box is gonna look exactly. like. He's got MVP <laughs> plus his uh rings All for multi rings. sports. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that would be something else. hmm Yeah, that's that's pretty incredible. What a what a freaking career like. <laughs> and he's only so been fast. playing for he's he's been only playing for three three he's been in the league for
0: three years and two years playing. It's insane.
2: No, that really is crazy.
0: So let's get ready to wrap it up. Let's talk about you know, Retro Tourist, your brand.
2: All right. So Retro Tourist <laughs> is basically based off my partner and I. Michael Mazarski is this dude. He had a um, store in Aspen, Colorado in 1960. Mm-hmm. And me and Michael are like very similar. We live these types of lives. Um, so Retro Tourist is just based off our life and our vibe. This one's a surfing kind of looking one. But we got a lot of uh, cool designs. They're all originals from me and him. And uh, we're just trying to build it and trying to inspire and um and we're going to give back every sale mm-hmm. to different charities that we find across the nation and stuff so it's going to be something good it is just in the making uh hopefully by next week we'll be up on shopify and we can be uh getting some stuff out to everybody but yep shout out retro tourists please go follow it at retro tourists and uh you know yeah we should we should we should have got were? we should have yeah. got
0: retro tourist shirt too so we could have just wrapped the brand you know Yeah, I should have sent it out prior.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, that's amazing what you're doing.
0: It's amazing how you're giving back to charity with the shirts. And the shirts look great, in my opinion. I checked out your page. It was amazing.
2: Thanks.
1: It's a really good L.A. vibe in Santa Monica, especially from where you're from.
2: Yeah, I think it embodies, you know, the whole culture that I'm bringing anyway. So I figured I might as well share that culture with the world.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: All right, well, Connor, let's wrap it up. It was great talking to you. Great learning about your career and, you know, going forward, all the best. Yeah. I, one day we see you
2: pitching for the Kansas City in the World Series. I really hope so. Uh, glad I could be on
1: here, guys. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yes. No Thank you for interviewing with us. We hope to see you do your best in the future, and good luck. All righty. I'll talk to you guys later. Yeah. See ya. See ya. You the real MVP.